Hello and welcome to the Oh Dear Podcast. My name is Christian Durant, Senior Vice President of the Oh Dear Podcast, Oh Dear Nation, Oh Dear Weekly, Oh Dear Limited, and all subsidiaries. They're in for two, which with me as always on the one podcast where we talk about the things that would make your mother clutch her pearls and shout, Oh Dear, are my co-hosts Brett Rabel and Nick Whitmer. Sup, bitch? How you doing, bro? Whoa! <laughs> was that directed Sorry, at me or I'm, Christian? No, I'm, I don't know both. who each one was for. It was yeah, a you just called bitch. us both a plural bitch, huh? Wow. It was, oh, no. I've been rewatching some uh, Breaking Bad clips, so I got Jesse Pinkett <laughs> on the brand. Yo, Mr. White, what's up, bitch? Um, it's just in my head right now. How how are you, uh, friends? Two of my very close friends. How are you? Is that better? Um, great. Had a good. Did you guys have a good Thanksgiving? I did. A whole bunch of meat. How about you guys? Uh, You know what? I had a better Thanksgiving than both of you, man. I was in (laughs) Richmond, saw my nephew. That was fun as hell. I saw all of my nephews, dude. My nephews are objectively cooler than your nephews. No, dude. My nephews could beat up your nephews in a fight. Dude, one of my nephews has a mullet, dude. Step step to him. I fucking dare you, dude. For Christmas in the Whitmer household, the Whitmer nephews get crowbars, <laughs> fucking tire irons, <laughs> seven years old. All right. If he's got a mullet, he could probably fuck up know. the, uh, you know, the goody goody two shoes kind of uh, suburban pedigree, the suburban right. softy. I don't want to. Yeah. Go ahead, no, it's funny that the Whitmer kids get like video game weapons from like <laughs> Final Fight, <laughs> the little stooges in Final Fight, like SNES. <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> two by four <laughs> with a nail in it. <laughs> two by four. <laughs> a baseball bat with barbed yeah. wire home yeah. wrapped around it. <laughs> now, now, shit. now, uh, now, Marcus, you got to assemble it yourself. The barbed wire is separate. <laughs> here's the here's the hot glue and yeah you see it's wrapping around it's a, a diy molotov cocktail kit <laughs> yeah it's it's called the uh the anti-antifa yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny how about you chrissy d uh out in out in connecticut on your lonesome out in connecticut. looking at your lawn yeah, I know. Looking at my, I was like sitting out there and did just a Family Guy joke the other day, where I was like looking at my lawn and I just went, mm, "It's good to own land." <laughs> <laughs> Christian, I think I, I want to get some clarity on this because Christian's yeah. wi- wife and my wife uh, talk all the time, and yeah. every now and then Sarah will tell me something that they're mm-hmm. doing, and I'm like, "That's what I got to get the bottom of this." From Christian, yeah. Christian, had they like definitely. A, I got to cut you off real quick and go. They one hundred percent talk more than you two talk. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, hundred percent. But that's the great thing. We were talking about this. That's the great it's thing funny. about like guy relationships. Is like yeah. if, if Brett like moved to California for two months and then moved back, it would just be like. We would be like, oh, really? You were gone that long? <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah. like, we're just, yeah. guy relationships Dude, this, are so low maintenance. Dude, like, they're just this, like, no. yeah. <laughs> it's funny because like, if Whitmer broke his knee, Natasha would know. And she'd be like, Whitmer broke his knee. I'd be like, is he okay? And she'd be like, yeah, he's fine. I'd be like, okay, well, then I don't need a call. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, it's like, I, like, I remember, this actually happened recently, like, uh, I was dating someone for like four or five months. Yeah. And I just mentioned, I think to you, like, oh, yeah, I, I mean, uh, a lady I was seeing, we broke up. And Christian was like, wait, 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 wait you were seeing someone <laughs> for four to five months? 
<laughs> that's true. That's true. Cause you told me like twice in that within that five months. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, you're still seeing her? And you're like, Yeah, I think it's serious. And then the next time you're like, Yeah, we broke up. I'm like, All right, cool, man. <laughs> but I get a text I go Natasha texts uh, texts my wife Sarah and like that he was at some dinner with like this pediatrician who knows Dr. Fauci right. and he was talking shit. Yeah, and then yeah, like, yeah. he's the doctor who treats the family who like started the opioid epidemic. I'm like, Christian's yeah. been in Connecticut for like a month and he's already going to these uh, blue blooded Connecticut dinners. Yeah. <laughs> like he's already yeah. in the Illuminati. <laughs> like what the fuck yeah. dude? What happened? Well, Where were you? <laughs> well, the thing you don't realize Holy is when you, move, you, when you move to Connecticut, the governor comes to your house the first day and hands you a Patagonia sweater. <laughs> it's part of the, the part of the ritual. Um, no, he's a he's a, a family the family doctor, family friend doctor of he's a chiropractor of uh, of Natasha's family. Oh, he's very smart guy. Very worldly guy. He's pretty amazing story. He was an Olympic. He was on the Olympic ski team. Uh, many many years ago, um, I think he had knee problems or whatever, um, and kind of just like then once he was done skiing, he lived in Italy, and you know moved here and started up his practice here and is a doctor is a chiropractor it's crazy, mm. but yeah he's he's a very he doesn't he didn't get the vaccine, he's he he's very skeptical in the sense that he was uh, what did he say he was just kind of like. He knew Dr. Fauci and he said that there was this AIDS medicine that came out in the, you know, in the eighties when, you know, it was a, a really, you know, uh, life, I mean, it's still life or death, but when it was a lot less, a lot less was known about it. Right. When the fear about AIDS was at its highest, um, now and, it's a cakewalk. But yeah. back then. <laughs> well, if you're Magic Jordan, apparently, yeah. yeah. Or Magic, Magic Jordan? God damn it. Damn it. You <laughs> fucking racist. You fucking that's racist. Most, that's not, not even racist. Sports. Yeah, that's, yeah that's the most. Yeah, that's the most I've ever heard, Christian. It's like, um, oh, my word. That's, like, that's, that's, what a fi- that's if you ask a 15-year-old girl, like, who's her favorite sports person? She's like, Magic Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> LeBron Bryant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyway, uh, so he so he was saying that there was this AIDS AIDS drug that could have helped a lot of people uh, that he that Fauci blocked, um, and then it came out that Fauci was releasing his own AIDS medication, oh. and uh, so whatever. And he he said he apologized for it later in life, but he's still at the same time. So uh, dude, was, now I'm, so I'm, he, I'm over the whole. I let me uh, <laughs> let me loot the temple, and then after the fact, go, hey guys, I'm sorry I looted the yeah, temple. I'm not uh, giving anything back, but like I. I mean, like, if I know uh, what I know now, I would have fucking uh, fucking that one. Who's the guy who's like the pseudo? It's like I'm sorry to derail this briefly. No, is no, that no, all right? Please. The 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 he's like this pop psychologist. He's the most famous one. Ten thousand hours guy. What's his name? Malcolm, Malcolm Gladwell. Gladwell. This asshole was so the proponent of the uh, he normalized stop and frisk in New York circles because he was oh, wow. just like it's so simple broken windows policy just if it's stop and frisk he normalized it because he was like a thought leader and was like it's just so simple and it works and that made it okay for like new york intelligentsia was like oh it's so good for society this motherfucker is so much to blame i hate that guy malcolm gladwell really i didn't know yeah dude look it up he seems like a he seems like a very um left-leaning person 
I well, yeah, that's the thing. I, I All the left, who would have thought the liberals were actually the ones who pushed it forward originally? And it's well, I true. mean, New York City is a complete liberal Democratic yeah. Party-run state, and up mm-hmm. up until I guess when Giuliani was the Republican mayor or whatever. But um, anyway, you know, like chiro- being a chiropractor, by the way, is like not a lot of people know this, but like it's basically like a kind of a it's like Mormonism. The roots mm. of chiropractic, or whatever you want to call it, um, the start of it. And I should, I shouldn't really be talking, because I don't know the specifics. It, it would be better if I did, obviously, for this podcast. But mm-hmm. from what I understand, like the guy who started is like complete sham, and like there's a lot of shit that goes into it. That's like very, like science, the Scientology of medicine. There's a lot of bullshit, but like we always mm. just think about like, oh, they're just cracking people's backs. So if there was someone who. Um, was an anti-vaxxer in the medical community. The fact that it's a chiropractor is not at all surprising. Right. I've heard, I I mean, I've always heard the joke that like, I think on the Simpsons, they would make fun of it a lot. Chiropractor is a scam or like, I don't know, 90 sitcoms would always make fun of chiropractors. So I was like, I I'm aware of it, of that idea, but I didn't, I I have no firsthand knowledge of anything. So I'm not even going to say, but um, I will is, say uh, when my my siblings and dad are both are all doctors right. and <laughs> yes you know they classify chiropractors uh, well they actually aren't even close to doctors they classify like dentists the heckle on dentists in the medical community is they say uh, and they call them I think the term is nards uh, which stands for not not a real doctor. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> and so they go like no, not so chiropractors. Not even a nard though. Yeah. They're they're not even not even a real doctor. You know right. what I mean? They're not even a nard. Yeah, um, yeah. Like doctors called dentists like tooth jockeys. <laughs> tooth jockeys. <laughs> and, and, I don't even know what chiropractor. Yeah, that's I've I've been told that that's what that is. But yeah, he's he's got friends and he, you know he lives four you know houses down from Christopher Walken apparently, um, and you know Chrissy's, he knows a lot of people in Wilton here. Chrissy's rubbing el Chrissy is rubbing elbows with the mm-hmm. undercurrent of conservative. I just want yeah I know <laughs> it's so funny. I'm just gonna wa- I'm just gonna post an Instagram picture one day. With me and Christopher Walken, and there's no like no caption other than just hashtag neighbors. <laughs> it's it's gonna be you and like the the fucking well, who's the the Murdochs? You're gonna be like just at yeah. the Murdochs dinner. Just, <laughs> it's no. gonna be like Succession. He's no, just gonna well, be the cousin Greg of the group. <laughs> He's just gonna be hanging around. Right oh, it's so funny. Well, uh, Natasha's one of one of Natasha's coworkers was having a wedding, and this wedding happened happened to be on Rupert Murdoch's vineyard. This is before COVID. Um, it got canceled because of COVID, but we were supposed to go to that wedding and, um, hilarious. which would have been so funny. And I joke with Natasha that like, she's just going to lose me for a second at the wedding and look over and I'm just going to be talking to Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> like she's going to be <laughs> in the, <laughs> she's going to be in the distance, but can just, she can't hear what we're saying, but it's just me just <laughs> like gestating. Like, oi, 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 y'all sound like this. <laughs> like they're the most embarrassing thing ever. You guys talk like these. Not even the right accent. <laughs> That's so funny, man. All of like Christian, Christian in the next few months will become close confidants with at least 15% of Trump's cabinet. I know. Does that, <laughs> does that make sense? Like, it's just, 
I'll, uh, they'll either turn me or I'll turn them around. <laughs> Christian starts talking just, about January 6th a lot, and you're like, what, yeah. what happened to Christian? <laughs> I don't know. There's just like a lot of, you know, there's just a lot of uh, false stuff and like unre- unreported stuff that's just, you guys just don't know about. It. You guys got to do your own research. Did you guys hear about the ballots <laughs> they found in Michigan? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be like, that's, that's going to be like the, uh, the little co where you know I'm turning where you go you just, you just got to do your own research do like your when, own research <laughs> it's like when somebody gets bitten by a zombie and then they start going oh, I'm I'm getting cold and hungry and you got to shoot them <laughs> shoot them now <laughs> shoot them shoot them shoot them oh man do what your own research it? people are the worst and Christian man. they're gonna trot your ass out as the token I'm gonna be in every gonna picture. Get- <laughs> You're gonna become good friends with Candace Owens. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, right now, if you actually did turn into a conservative media figure, dude, you could probably become very oh, famous yeah. very quickly. Because, I mean, you would you'd automatically be the immediately the funniest one. Like yeah. you would just you're just now the funniest conservative. Yeah, if you were very public about it. So That's like. It's a great lane. There's not that many. I don't know, guys. Tim Tim Allen's pretty funny. Tim Allen. <laughs> Tim Allen is pretty funny. I mean, that guy. It's so funny that you can conservative your way out of a fucking movie career. It's like, no. yeah, man. It's, Toy oh, Story. They they found the funniest, most slight of hand way to get him out of Toy Story I've ever seen. I was well, gonna ask. Yeah, there's like the, they they might have to make a new Buzz Lightyear movie, but they made the origin story. And it's re- not about but it's not about the toy Buzz Lightyear. It's about the actual yeah. person, the fictional person, but the actual person that the toy is based Ma- off of. Yeah. So why we- would he be voiced by Tim Allen? Get Chris Evans to voice the Buzz Aldrin of the Toy Story world. And then they'll make another. They'll make another Toy Story movie about the toy, and they'll be like, "Well, we already have Chris Evans, so like, let's and just like, roll it back." You know, everybody liked yeah. that movie, right? So, wait. Sorry. So the Buzz Lightyear movie, because I, I okay. when I saw the trailer, I was like, I don't get it. He's a fucking yeah. toy, and now it's based off a guy. But the right. guy he's based off of, it exists in our world, but he like goes to planets where they're like green aliens doing talking and shit. I don't so know. I, Buzz Lightyear is an action like, figure, so it'd be like yes. it was, it's like it's like um, you know, there's action figures of uh, Captain America. So the toy of Captain America is voiced by Tim Allen, but the movie Captain America is Chris Evans. Does that make sense? So is there in the in so, the see, world of Toy Story? Buzz Lightyear is based off of this guy named Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. And see, and, hold on. Let me let me ask yeah. this. Because I was under the impression that in the world of Toy Story, there is a man, there is an astronaut named Buzz Lightyear. Or is this a fictional character in the world of Toy Story named I, Buzz Lightyear? I always thought it was a fictional character, like a cartoon that all the kids watched, and this was the toy based off of the cartoon that the kids watched. Okay. But I don't know. That's just what I thought. But now you're there telling us that I'll be honest. I think Pixar is actually kind of jumped the shark. Uh, they're really running out of things to have talk for movies. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, shit. Uh, now it's your subconscious. That's what yeah, comes right, alive. Yeah. It's like, all right, guys, if I can just go back to talking yeah. plants or something. It's going to be molecules next. <laughs> I know. I know. They, they, I think they hit 
the peak of pushing what can talk on Inside Out, which worked. Mm -hmm. And then they tried some shit with Soul. And I thought Soul was great. It just didn't. It was just convoluted. It was just Soul. like, I thought it was Soul such was, a. I thought Soul was excellent. First off, jazz. So right then and there, you know, it's going to be bad. But second off. What, uh, <laughs> what a take. <laughs> a guy who has a jazz album out. <laughs> oh, my I mean, God. Is it because it wasn't pure jazz to your liking? Because yeah. you're a jazz connoisseur? Because as someone who does uh, like jazz, I, I thought it was a good movie. No, dude, it was like, it made no sense. And, and that's, I know it's not supposed to, but it also kind of should make a little sense. I uh, want to hear you uh, wreck this movie. What does it make sense? Dude, well, this it, is, I, I watched it many, many months ago. So my take is really going to be less uh, prescient. And I but, just want to say real quick, I just want to say this is going to be an interesting take because Brett is a big fan of uh, uh, Pixar. Uh, yes, I know. I, the Pixar, I think, has made the best movies ever. Like li literally, that my favorite movie is Up of all time. I think it's just a perfect movie. I thought Coco and was excellent. Coco was like a Coco was great. Coco, I cried great. like a fucking baby. That's true. Um, Coco, was Coco fantastic. was excellent. Um, I I liked the. Uh, I really liked the. Uh, I liked Soul. I liked uh, Inside Out. I liked both those movies. I thought the one with the brothers was okay. It was it was pretty good. It wasn't amazing. Thought it was good. Onward. Onward, yeah, I thought it was a pretty good, pretty good one. That's a Pixar, right? Yeah, my favorite yeah. is the Good Dinosaur. Really? I've never seen that. That was the worst one. I was like, that was the never worst Pixar movie I've ever seen. No, I was I surprised think I have, by like yeah. how bad it was. It you just didn't feel, uh, yeah. I mean, Brave. Their worst ones are Brave, The Good Dinosaur, Cars Two. I think Soul is now in that category of worst ones, which is hard, wow. which is not even a criticism. Well, no, think about their classics. Up, Wally, Toy Story. Uh, you got Finding Nemo, Monsters, Inc., The Incredibles. Like there's no world in which it's even close to those. It's not, it's not better than Inside Out. It's not better than... Uh, I would say like the, the, I would say the sequel to The Incredibles wasn't nearly as good as Soul. Yeah, I didn't like that. Um, I didn't well, dislike it, but it was, I think they did a good job of doing the whole women thing without necessarily fully doing the whole women thing because mm -hmm. it was like we got a female as the main and we got a female as the main villain. Um, and I, I think uh, they did it well. The last Toy Story movie was kind of weak. I think Soul is better than that. Yeah, no. Well, now the, the Toy Story should really have ended at three, and three was excellent. It, it was a. It, it is. It's still all technically proficient. They do their work on like they know how to structure a story. They spend so much time with it, and they have so many creative people, obviously. But it just it it does cheapen a little bit. Maybe I'm just projecting. I know it prints money up the walls, but it. I always felt like Pixar was a little bit above the money even as they printed money by making these classic stories mm -hmm. um and uh that's why toy story 4 was like a bummer it was just like it was just i don't know it didn't feel rep and, and that whole movie buzz lightyear made no sense like in the movie he was talking to woody and he was like woody was like you got to listen to your inner voice your conscience and buzz is like what's a conscience and you're like, really, Buzz? Have you not learned anything from your last <laughs> decade together from yeah. trials and tribulations? Like, they just made Buzz a moron 
for the story, for the plot to work. And it was like, why is he stupid? He's been such an emotionally intelligent, evolved leader. And now he doesn't know what a conscience is. It's it's that would have made sense for Buzz in the first movie. Yeah. But this guy's lived 15 years of life. He's got he's not an idiot. Anyway, it just is uh, something they did to make the plot function. And and for comedy, because it's like, oh, he pushes his buttons and it talks and he listens to that as his conscience. But Um, um, yeah, the Pixar is kind of they're kind of jumping the shark a little bit. I don't know. Well, I remember. No, sorry. No, that's that's my point. I was just I remember reading that like the initial like I guess it's four or five guys. John Lasseter, Pete Doctor and, uh, you know, the the other two. The other two. Right. One of them died, I think. They had like a lunch in like 94 or something very early on when Pixar was like being established <clears throat> and they came up with like the idea for Toy Story, um, Finding Nemo, I think, Up, maybe not Up, Wally definitely and like the classic ones and and like they've just they were just working towards those for years and years and years yeah and i think they made them all and now they're like oh all right you got you guys want to do lunch again <laughs> like <laughs> now their lunch <laughs> instead of like ramen it's like child yeah. flesh because <laughs> <laughs> they you know they're no longer scrappy filmmakers uh, yeah, they exactly. are the biggest movie company they're owned by disney Um, Which that's also probably the Disney strong arm pressure of like, listen, whatever you do for Toy Story, it's going to make half a billion. So Disney doesn't Disney doesn't go to them and go, hey, what do you guys have? Do you guys have anything for the next two years? They go, what do we do? What do you have for the next two years? (laughs) Like, yeah. And if they go, no matter what, they go, okay. well, you should do a Toy Story five. You should do a Cars three because that is merchandisable. That's yeah. our most merchandisable movie other than probably Toy Story. And why and, is Cars uh, so beloved? Cars think, is very I popular. think it has to be something that just appeals to like little boys because I have I don't know. I just I never saw it. It never seemed to have any appeal to me or anybody who in my life. Like even like my nephews and stuff, I don't remember them ever liking cars. I don't I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I I mean I think it's the it's automatically they're literally toys so yeah, like, yeah. it's like yeah, auto yeah. toys like what no one's gonna buy the up toy who the fuck wants an 89 year old geriatric dude who reminds you of death the whole time reminds you of the fucking dead wife yeah you can buy you can, oh, wife. you can buy the coffin his wife yeah. is buried in with matching miscarriage doctor <laughs> I don't know, but um, Brett, you wanted to say something before uh, we were on mic. You were talking about um, Spotify. Oh, oh, we can talk. Yeah, we can talk about Spotify. I could also tell you about uh, right. you know. I, I mean, Christian yeah. and I were talking about the uh, as maybe hardcore listeners podcast know. Christian and I wrote a script called "Race the Movie," it's a slapstick parody of all of the Oscar bait race movies. And uh, after this past year, we have decided sending it out and trying to get someone to take a chance on it. We've decided to do it as a play called Whoa, Race, Race awesome. the Movie, the Play. <laughs> and um, <laughs> a- anyway, that's a great idea. Anyway, uh, long story short, uh, I guess uh, I don't know if this relates to the date, the date I went on. 
but uh, maybe I brought it up. Listen, I took a lady. I had a, I had had a crush on a woman out for you know a few weeks, and I asked her out, and she said yes, and um, I was very excited about it. She's a funny, pretty person, um, and uh, in any case, uh, I took her to a pottery class. Her favorite, she loves ceramics, so I got mm-hmm. us a pottery class. That's a good date, is it not? Yeah. I'd say Fantastic. so. At 3 p.m. that day, I got a text from the pottery class that says, class is canceled tonight. Uh, and I went, ah, oh, that's a bummer because it was going to be such a fun, thoughtful thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had an idea. I called them up and I said, hey, she knows ceramics. Can we just use your studio, open studio? You don't got to teach us. Like, just let us use the wheel in the corner. And the guy goes, ah, and then I just blurt it out, like, because I, I just say, hey, uh, it's our five-year anniversary. Um, <laughs> and uh, the, guy, the guy goes, after that, he goes, you know what, dude? I got you, bro. And uh, I was like, go for it. I know what he's like. I know what it's like when you got a lady and you want to make her happy. And so I'm excited. I think it's hilarious. I tell uh, the woman that I take <clears> out, I say, Hey, I say the whole thing. Hey, it got canceled, but don't worry. I pulled some strings. And by the way, it's our five year anniversary. All this to say, I think. So it was just funny during the class when we walked in, the guy was like, hey, 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 hey. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we would have to like say the five year anniversary stuff. Yeah. But then we'd also ask basic first date questions. <laughs> right. So we would, we'd say something like, oh, did you pay the sitter yet? Or do I need to? And then the next thing would be like, so wait, where are you from in North Carolina again? It's like, in what world is conversation yeah. this unelevated yeah. for people yeah. who've been together five years? <laughs> and um, and then, you know, it was great. We got dinner afterward, went on a walk. It was really fun. I call her up this past Saturday and uh, I'm like, all right, so when, when are we doing uh, date round two? And uh, she goes, Brett, that was the most fun first date. That was the best first date I've ever been on in my life. And I would like us to just be friends. Whoa. What? I go, I go this is how, you know, women are fucking confusing. Because that, you know, that it, it made me go like, so what is it then? If it was the best first day, you're, it's either my social standing, my financial standing, or my face. It's one, it can yeah. only be yeah. one of those three because the hang was great. Right. The hang was great. Uh, it just means there's, it feels like a, I, I was just like, what the fuck? But you know what? I got, I got over within two hours, dudes. Anyway, so this that? is why. Oh, yeah. What does that have to do with waste the movie, the play? You know, and uh, because <laughs> oh because no, it's okay. I just thought for some reason you started talking here's about how. it, and then yeah, you started talking how. about this. Day. Here's how. So I here's thought you going to be like, it, tur- it turns out the girl is David Mann's daughter, and then she's going to like, I'm no, like, no, what no. Ta- like, what is? How does this relate? I mean, that's sorry. I just don't. I just so I, I I not that I wasn't entertained by your story, and that's fucked it up. Relates. And like, I kind of want to talk about that more, but I just thought it was going to have something to do with race, the movie, the play. Listen, here's how it relates. It emotionally relates okay. because when Christian and I were off my, it emotionally relates because you know what? I'm a fucking star. All right. So, <laughs> so listen, right. listen, right. my stock, my, my stock is rising. 
Yes. And you know, I got this this prize. Literally, I am Bitcoin, <laughs> so it is literally rising. But I don't need a lady at this moment. My stock is rising. We got a play coming out, and uh, it's going to be a classic. So it emotionally related because off mic, I was like Christian. So just to go over, you're directing, and I'm the star. And Christian goes, "Not actor. You're going with star." And I was like, <laughs> I was just like. Emotionally rights because like, just let me say star for this one conversation. <laughs> I just need to remind myself, hey, you know what? But you know what? It's all good with her. It's, uh, you know, she's she's like, I just want to be friends. And uh, when you get friend zoned, you're like, I didn't get, I, you know what? If you're going to friend zone me, then I am acquaintance zoning you. She's like, <laughs> you're like yeah. we're now acquaintances. Yeah, it's, right. it's, she's like, uh you know, said, and it says all nice things. It's like, oh, I hope we can like still do stuff together. And, and you say sure, but in your head, you're like, you're on your own, bitch. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're not going to do that. I'm going to go hang out with my friend friends. Yeah. Like Brett would not call a place up and, and talk to the guy for me. Yeah. So that we could <laughs> play pods. And, and, One million percent. You think, you think, and, and I had helped her with a chore. Like I helped her. I tried to help her hang a mirror. You think I'm going over to my bud at your Whitmer's house to help him hang a fucking mirror. Yeah. In what world? Dude, I'll give you a blowjob. All right. <laughs> I am there. All right. See, All right, that's the that's the love language for Ben. <laughs> it's well, it's hand job. It is. Um, yeah. But it's uh, this is you know so. It's it's all well and good, but uh, getting friend zoned is a hilarious thing. thing and and makes- you know what? Yeah. Did you, did you guys kiss at all in the first anything affection? And no, I no, I, I, sh- I, you know, not I should have because the vibe didn't feel right. Probably because she was like already in. He's just gonna be my friend mode. Right. We had been friends previously for a couple months, and and I'm like I'm not actually like bitter. Like it's one date. It's not. A big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll obviously be cool to her when I see her because you know still being like hanging around the house and stuff, but. I will tell you this. She just unlocked a significantly less charismatic version of myself. Right. <laughs> yeah. Of course. What do you think? I'm going to like bring it in conversation yeah. now? Yeah. I am yeah. giving you hellos. How are you? Well, Sounds that good. Back, that goes back to the low maintenance guy friend thing. It's like yeah. if you want all of Brett Rabeld and all of the things, then you got to – you you like you got – you got to sign up for more. You can't just be friends. Cause like, not that Brett's not funny or charming or good to me or Christian, thank but you, it's you, like, we're, it's not something that we expect on a, on a day to day or emotional, you know, no, like, like, you yeah. know, like I said, like I could move to fucking California for two months and then Brett would be like, Oh really? That's sick, dude. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like, yes, I want to make you guys laugh cause you're my friends, but I'm not like, Oh man, I really hope I can make Whitmer laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like I want to laugh with each other, but I'm not like, Oh, I hope Whitmer finds me funny. Right. Exactly. But it's just so funny when you ask a crush out, you're, it really is that you're like friends with, you really are just going, I want to do this, but, uh, you know, I also want to have sex. Right. It's her going, listen, I love the personality, but I just do not want to fuck you. That's a really, that's really all it, it truly is. It can, it can only be that or she's involved with somebody else or she 
is not um, attracted to your lifestyle. Me. Me. Other, you know what I mean? No, you can say it. She's not attracted to me. It's fine. No, I mean, that's the first Even one. Like it's either she's, not, she's either not attracted to you, she's not attracted to your lifestyle or life choices, or she's involved with somebody else or has feelings for somebody else. Yeah. That's the only three well, reasons that you could possibly friend zone somebody. Yeah, and she told me she wasn't seeing anyone else. She wasn't involved with anyone else. She also yeah. told me that this one guy she brought to my show uh, at the house uh, who I had met, and he was like a really rich painter. Um, she also mentioned like how he stopped texting her and I was like, Oh yeah. So the emotionally unavailable, the guy who tries and like does a thoughtful thing. And she told me, she told her mom and her mom was like, this guy is so thoughtful. It's like, yeah, he is. This guy is great. Um, but listen, I, and I told her when she said, we'll just be friends. I did tell her, uh, okay, cool. No worries. Like, just so you know, we will never date. Um, cause I'm not going to be hanging around harboring any crushy crush, like, Oh, mm-hmm. put me in coach. Uh, <laughs> yeah, totally. You know what I mean? I, we will never date. And, and you know, you're lost. You only get one chance with the King. So, right. and you know, what um, kind of annoys me about that is cause like they think that if they friend zone you, that your friendship relationship is going to be the, the, what it was on that first date. Right. And it's like, no, 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 no. The way I'm friends with people is when it's convenient for both of us and we have a reason to run into yeah. each other, I will yeah. be, I'll be cool with you, but right. I'm not going to take, I'm not going to call people making a, you know, make a fucking guy let us into his play. I'm not doing any yeah. of that. All the charming things. You don't get yeah. that. You don't, you don't get to have that because you're, oh, you're yeah. a friend. Yeah. You're just someone who I run into and I'm like, Oh cool. Well, how you been? Good. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I'm happy for you. Anyway, I got to run. You know, that's what you, yeah. that's what you opted for. Like need you a ride to the airport, download Uber motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, that's the thing about friend zone shit is like you, they want, they want the relationship version of, of you without the relationship or the sex yeah and it's like dude you, you don't get that you don't get that uh, that's not yours in the words, in the words no. of uh in the words of kendrick lamar this dick ain't free this yeah. dick is not free dude this <laughs> dick is not free and you know what and, and when I, I say dick i mean charm <laughs> and physical penis and i like this, when i say dick i mean little wiener but this the point is <laughs> little wee wee uh, you know, that's, that is the classification of penis is funny because cock is the biggest, like I, I'll be real. I, I, <laughs> does that make sense? Yeah. Like I, I cock I is like, okay, that's like, that's a hammer. And yeah. then there, then I think it is just dick, which is like, okay, it's a dick. Yeah. Um, I know wiener is the smallest. You never want to <laughs> be <laughs> Or maybe peen. I don't know. One of the two. Penis. Penis is right in the middle. That's I've penis also never. Is, yeah. It's completely functional. Yeah. Yes. I've never heard of a. I never. I don't think I've ever heard of a woman refer to it as a wiener. <laughs> like no woman's like you yeah, give me that hot wiener. wiener. <laughs> You'd be like what? <laughs> you like that wiener? Oh god. <laughs> hey baby, it's your birthday. You want me to suck your wiener? You'd be like, get away from me. <laughs> Well, uh, I would still see you. Yeah, freak. But, no, I, you still got to take it where you get it, man. I'm not gonna. Don't get lost in the vernacular, bro. Um, don't, don't, don't do that. But um, yeah, man, got friend zone, friend zone hard. But uh, you know, it's well, about how you respond to the friend zone, and I mm-hmm. respond by uh, 
by, you know, so I, when, why did, how did it relate talking about our exciting project that we're going to do? It really didn't. I just needed to tell myself me and my friends we're the fucking man. And, um, <laughs> you know, anyone who friend zones me is a fucking dumbass piece of shit. No, I'm <laughs> just vitriolic when it's just like, she doesn't want to hang out like that. Um, but it was annoying cause the whole best date ever, I just want to be friends. That makes you feel worse momentary briefly about yourself. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Cause it's rejection. It, it's the nicest form of rejection, but it's rejection. But it's of, still rejection. It's a, if she was just like, I just want to be friends. That's like, uh, all right, that's, but hearing the, the, preface of i it was the best time ever the best first date ever yeah mom thought you were awesome yeah um it's like you go to a restaurant and you have you're like this is the best meal of my life but i never want to eat here again you'd be like what (laughs) (laughs) what are you talking you must have not liked it (laughs) it's like what are you talking about you didn't pay for anything i would never you don't ask someone out and make them pay yeah of course Um, the real test would be like when she goes, uh, I just want to be friends. You're like, okay, cool. Um, so can you help me move? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Yeah, no, that's oh, like, so funny. Just call that bluff. Just use her as a uh, bud. <laughs> be yeah. like, oh my God, hey, I'm, I'm putting a floor down in my <laughs> house. You want to yeah. Show I'll up, get- crack a few beers, and help me lay down this drywall. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll buy us a case of beer. <laughs> you know what? Uh, all, was one one sentence she said to me that I think was just said, and you know, because when you get rejected, like you just start saying, uh, "I'm not my most rational." When you, I was like excited to talk with her, and we were bantering, and then I was like, "All right, so we when are we going out again?" And she was like, "No." Um, you, one of the things she said that does make me laugh and I, she just, I'll just tell you what she said. She goes, I like, you know, honestly, I think you're going to be really famous and I don't want us to break up. So I don't have you as a friend. What? Uh, in my, like, I think you're going to be she seems, like, I, I know you're going to be really famous. So like, I want to know you. And I want to make sure up, that I can get something from it. But if we break up, I, then I can't was, get something from it. I think she was trying to say, like, uh, I think she was trying to be nice, but it just felt weird. It was just like, that's networking. That's like, hey, no, but but she's not in that world at all. But she's not a comedian. She's not trying to get anything out. I think she just thinks that, like, oh, Brett actually has a lot going for him. It is an ambitious, hardworking, you know, incredibly handsome. I mean, she probably didn't think handsome, but, um, fella, but, uh, like it would be cool to know this person. And if we break up, I won't really get to know them, but it was just annoying. I go, that that's bullshit. Just because like, Oh yeah, you think I'm going to be incredibly successful. Then fucking get in the sidecar. Why would you, <laughs> you know what I mean? This, uh, sorry, this, um, it's so measured and so calculated right? in a way it's so like, and to be fair, like women do have to have these like very, um, you know, measured in non-confrontational breakup things that they have just because like they get inundated with guys trying to go out with them and they have to like 
break it to them gently because there's no telling how this dude will take it or if you, you might get physical or whatever. So there's always like a level of like, it's uh, true. I should not have gotten physical with her. Um, <laughs> come on. <laughs> um, You're right. Men are psychos. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, it's just like, yeah, that's really interesting. You should, Oh, what was I just thinking? What'd she say? What was, what was the thing? Basically like, I, you know, I think you're going to be really like successful and famous. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I feel like if we broke up, like I wouldn't get to know you anymore. It's um, like, I think I heard Ben Affleck talk about this. He's like, when directors want to let you down, when they don't want you for the part, but they want to let you down, they're like, oh uh, yeah. I mean, it's just, your dick is just too big to play the part. <laughs> like, <laughs> so really, your, your dick is just too big, Brett, to go out with you. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what it is, man. Yeah, it's so like, I'm, I'm afraid that you're going to hurt me with your giant wiener. <laughs> <laughs> with your pita. Um, but that was uh you know that was so let's talk about race the movie the play do you guys have an idea of when it's going to be happening do you guys have an idea of where um can i play one of the black characters um we're actually doing an eddie murphy style you're every black character yes uh, we're thinking late spring, early summer. Nice, um, dude. We got to adapt awesome. it into a stage play. It won't be hard and it doesn't matter, but we already know we have so many resources at our disposal. May, being A, we live in New York City. There's so many good actors. B, I live in a house. We can rehearse here. Yeah. Like this is free rehearsal space. Yep. And, and it kind of also feels, uh, it just like when Christian and I made that decision, it just felt like uh, I remember Christian, it was originally your idea. And I was like, oh, that could be cool. And then it was just kind of there. And we had thought about yeah. the short film doing one yeah. scene. But I just think it's just always about like, how how do we get it in front of people? And then that I think that idea just came from like. How do we get in front of people today as soon as possible? And it's like with low budget, low, low right. maintenance, low overhead, just which is a play version of it. And that's why it's going to be so fun is because like the props, it's a comedy play. So it's yeah. like people can use their imaginations on sets and the props can be an $11 trinket from Party City. And yeah. no one's going to go, uh, yeah, that doesn't look like an actual gun. So this right. is not believable and it'll be it'll feel like a real like a sketch comedy play and yeah uh, um you know as like you know as it's a brett rabled vehicle so uh <laughs> it's a brett rabled joint <laughs> it's a brett rabled vehicle no it's a uh, it, um it'll just be i don't know it just it'll just be like the perfect way to do it plus you can tell the whole story and these jokes just people just need to see the jokes and everyone yeah. I've told the premise to is always like, oh, it's fucking amazing. And I think yeah. we'll be able to tell a great story on the DIY-ness of uh, getting it done. Well, I think it's a very smart way of doing it because I feel like there's – when like a live-action – idea is seen as too like no pun intended racy for from people like people are afraid of it i feel like there's two ways of kind of circumventing people's fears about that it's through animation and it's through live plays because if you think about all the plays i mean like book of mormon is obviously the most but even there's so many like 
crazy edgy things that have happened on on play stages because that's kind of what is come to expect from a lot of comedy plays and stuff i mean what's the avenue q you know things like that like like just kind of crazy shit that's kind of maybe too much for people like on paper for just like they think oh you could never make this anymore but then you make it as a play and people go okay that's not that's objectively hilarious and then you can actually kind of create enough um you know buzz to where maybe you can actually get the get it to make it into a movie or whatever i think that's really smart that's a really smart idea and and the the main thing was like you know what's not fun about trying to get something off the ground i think christian you said it where it's like why are we sending emails to some to people producers etc hoping they take a give attention to something we already know is great yeah right and you know trying to ask permission constantly to all these people who don't know us so they aren't going to give it a chance even though the premise is fantastic and i know we delivered upon it and i told christian i was like i've never like it's not fun writing emails i've never like sat and reflected me like man that line christian wrote in that email was so good (laughs) (laughs) man he he said cordially so well are you guys sending out treatments to these people or whatever we would send out uh, the like little article that uh, uh, we wrote, the like the one that was why we wrote a slapstick comedy about race. And, oh right, because because um, um, one of the things I and I, I don't know anything about anything, but from what I understand is like you like scripts and stuff. Like if someone wants to read your script, they can't legally, but they can read your treatment of the script. I don't know how that works with comedy. If you're able to like make the treatment funny and as funny as that script is, because that script is seriously one of the funniest things I've ever read. Um, but I don't know. But anyway, that's that's a uh, point for another day. Because even doing that yeah. shit sucks. <laughs> oh, dude, it blows dicks, dude. It it's blows like it's not like fun. So it's like, all right, I've done enough homework to try and get this done. The fun yeah. part of making stuff is like, oh wow, we made we're making it. And right. so, yeah, uh, we'll find a theater. We'll find a theater. Uh, it won't be, we'll probably have to sink a little bit of money into it. Um, yeah. you know, I'll liquidate some ETH. Uh, Christian mm-hmm. will go talk to his, you know, his, his wife who's far more successful than him. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but Hey, if, if, if Tosh wants a production credit, baby, come on. I know. She could become, uh, you know, the, the who's who. The, she could be the magnet. EP. <laughs> the EP. I like um, that. So coming to Broadway near you will be Tony winners in no time. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that. We should start making it a musical now. <laughs> Just make it up. Race the movie. Oh, race, race, geez. race the movie. <laughs> a bunch of people singing. <laughs> Oh man, a song is just called the N word. <laughs> oh man, it's the main character looking at the moonlight, going, "Why can't I say it? <laughs> Why is it so bad?" <laughs> oh man, hey chingado, but. Anyway, we could we another topic we were talking about is uh, Spotify mm-hmm. is removing comedy albums from their platform. 
a specific, what's, what's going on there? So uh, apparently a specific um, company that manages comedians um, publishing rights um, is their comedy albums are being taken down. So like a lot of big people like Tom Segura, I think John Mulaney and just a ton of name, Patton Oswalt. They're taking these comedy albums down because their publishing company basically asked for more money and or fair, fair right. pay. I'm not, not exactly. I mean, that's their side of it. Um, but they just took them down so they don't have to pay them, which is interesting. But you can still get my album, King Latifah, on all streams. <laughs> that's, what's, that's what's funny where it's like, hey, our album just became a little more valuable. Yeah, yeah I know. I, I, you know, if there is a protest, I just want, you know, I am going to be a scab. I am totally just self-interested. There's a dearth of comedy albums right now on Spotify. And if you need some laughs now on Spotify, you're going to have to go to the one show in town. <laughs> uh, I like the idea of petitioning to get every album removed but yours. <laughs> that is funny. You just Spotify, to- no, no, I was just going to say, like, I don't know. I mean, I always plug my Spotify album just because I want people to listen to it. And I think that's probably where everybody is. But really, I only get like point zero 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 three cents every time a stream comes. And we were saying like you have to be like Drake to really make money off it. Yeah, that's sad. So it's like basically you have to get a million listens for it to mean anything. Pretty much. Yeah. And then if you have a million listens, it's like you don't need Spotify money. But yeah. a million listens, even that actually, I don't think is that it's not much. that much. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say let's let's try this math out. Let me let me do it. Let's go one million. Uh, if yeah, did you say it was point? Let me see. Uh, the if it's point zero, I mean if it's if it's a tenth of a cent, it's what is point zero point zero zero three five per stream. All right, so boom, so times if it's a point, tenth of a cent, it's one thousand dollars. Zero zero three five. Zero zero three five. Yeah. Yeah, it's only thirty five thousand or thirty five hundred dollars. Or did I do my math right? Yeah, which is really not that much for. Uh, that's kind of one of the shitty things about the internet is there's just these centralized companies that it's just uh, they own the real estate yeah. and. Uh, you know, this is like a really great metaphor. My friend told me, one of my good friends, Alex, is working on a short film. And um, he was just telling me how the the short film is, a, it's like a comedy and they, they need a puppet. Like a, a puppet is like a Muppety style puppet. And so he, you know, had to find a, pup, a puppeteer who could build it. And then he had to find a puppeteer who could... Uh, man it you know i do the voice and movements and stuff and he told me on set he was watching this woman work the puppeteer and he was just like this person is magically talented and Mm. they are only getting a hundred dollars a day meanwhile the house that we had to rent to shoot in is like 70 percent of our budget so he was like it's like he was just bummed watching someone with such a magic to them getting no money and the guy who just owned the house they had to shoot in was just doing nothing, adding kind of no 
anything, but just yeah. getting most of the money. Cause, cause he owns the shit and he owns the house. So he's already owning a house. So he's fine. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and even that guy who owned the house, he told me it was like kind of being a dick. He was like, Oh, don't move that plant. Like I, you know, don't. And he was just, it's My just kind of the metaphor of the artist getting nothing and just the owner, the landowner, which, you know, yeah. obviously Christian is obviously in that class of person. Now he's yeah, better yeah, than yeah. us. Listen, not, listen, no. get some land and then talk to me. <laughs> Christian, Christian believes the only people should vote who should vote are landowners. And only uh, an acre or more. So. <laughs> you just have to pay, pay property taxes uh, and then I respect you. Yeah. It's so there, you know, there was a guy when Jordan and I did a show years ago in Lancaster. We were just hanging out back of the bar and we heard a guy to his friends making that sincere argument that only landowners should vote. <laughs> and I, it was just a moment where you're like, dude, this is like, forget being conservative. This is like 1810s. Like, what the yeah. fuck? This guy's not even in the 1900s for who he thinks should vote. Yeah, that's a that was a strange town to perform in. It's like yeah. weirdly like kind of Amish. There's like a weird there's like a nice like downtown area that it took me like three years to find. Literally, like I would go there and then we would be in the Amish part. And then one time we went to like the downtown area where like normal people live. And it blew my mind because I thought there was nothing there. You thought it all just smelled like shit. But I, it really does smell like cow shit the whole time. Crazy, man. Back it's just that crazy shit, that dude. people live everywhere. Yeah. It, I used like, to go. Th- huh? No, I was just going to say, I used to, anytime I went to Lancaster, I would just be like, hey, you guys know you could live in New York, right? <laughs> like, you know, I have to also, people talk about like population. They're like, oh, there's too many people. I'm like, dude, you know how like much space there is that people just yeah. like when I, I just drove down to Virginia and back and like you go down like Highway 81. There's just masses of nothing like we could yeah. build places here if, if it really yeah. came to it. If we really wanted to, like everybody, if we just sprawled out and just kind of moved inward, which, you know, if global warming and rising sea levels happens, we probably will have to. But like, it's going to be interesting when like these metropolitan people start moving into like Wyoming and stuff and just start having, just changing the culture. They, you know, the culture is going to, the Midwest cultures will change them and they will change the Midwest culture in their own way. It's going to be like a little bit turbulent at first. But then it, it'll like settle in and like you'll have like gay bookstores, not not gay bookstore, but like a gay leather, not leather store. That's too. But I mean, like all leather tax- stores are gay. <laughs> no, like gay taxidermy stores. What I mean, yeah. gay hunting store. Yeah. The camo is like rainbow camo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? That's uh, yeah. I think that'll be really good for, for the country. You know, it'd be good for Wyoming. It would be great for Wyoming. No, nah, not um, if you ask the people who live there. <laughs> I know. They're like, I don't want this to change. They would, yeah. I love the idea of build a wall just so the queers can't get in <laughs> <laughs> around us. Um, it will. I mean, the demographic demographics of the country will sh- are shifting so much. Like they say in 2042, that's when white people are no longer going to be the majority in America. Yeah. Um, so that's when I will uh, obviously uh, redact my citizenship and move to Canada. But um, <laughs> who is that? Wasn't there like a senator a couple of years ago? He says in 2042, white people will not be the majority uh, in this country. 
And he goes, so start having kids. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I forgot who it was, but like this was like a real thing. Oh, like my fucking God. Like, oh, that's fucking That's funny. great. It's so uh, fucking bad. It also does. So... I mean, it's it, isn't it kind of a white people would still be the most, but they're just not more than the rest of the minorities combined. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah I think that's what it is. They'll no longer yeah. be a majority. So we'll have like 49 percent of people. Um, and, uh, you know, I, you know, our country's going to shit, obviously. So, so racist. I'm kidding. Um, but anyway, we should leave it there. The country's going to shit cause all these goddamn, <laughs> goddamn, <beep. laughs> um, anyway, what do you guys got, got to plug? Come yeah, to my special got, taping. Oh, go ahead. Go, yeah, go. January 16th, 6 p.m., 8 p.m., the comedy shop in the Greenwich Village. Go to my Instagram, I guess. You can get tickets on there, but it's on Eventbrite. I think it's nickwhitmer.eventbrite.com, uh, or just go to my Instagram. It's in the link in the bio. Uh, there's still tickets left. They're pretty cheap. If you go on my website, by the way, and subscribe to my email list, you'll get an automated email immediately and that email contains a promo code which gives you a discount to some tickets uh those tickets so if you want to you know get a little bit of a break on those tickets join my email list and uh yeah uh that's all i got uh thenickwhitmer.com sorry thenickwhitmer.com is where you go if anyone's interested i uh recently just issued a cease and desist on michael buble um Uh, it's on my YouTube channel. Go watch the video, like it. Please give it an algorithm bending comment. Um, but this is a really uh, important uh, social cause to me, and so you know, I want him to stop stealing my work. So check it out, brandonbablay.com, <laughs> christianrandcomedy.com for all the Christian Duran needs. Uh, King Latifah streaming on all platforms, but not limited. <laughs> I mean, not limited to Spotify, but. Whatever. Um, yeah, the future Hall of Famers Christmas special will will be back up. Yes. Um, starting nice. tomorrow. Check that out. It's a holiday classic. Yes. All right, guys. See you then. Bye. See you next week. Bye, boy.